like a rock in my face. I guess I'm gonna have to put you in your place. You know, if silence was golden, you couldn't raise a damn. Because your mind is on vacation and your mouth is working And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Tonight is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. A balmy Brooklyn, New York. Almost all the snow has melted from our recent snowstorm. That's too bad. Uh, Usually, this is a baseball podcast, but it's the off-season, so we're going to do another episode of a food podcast. Top of the crock. Top of the crock. Top of the crock, yeah. <laughs> Before we get into it, I want to give a, 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 not a shout out, just reference to all the ways you can access us. If you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, dump on the ump, give us a rating, review, and subscribe. You can also check us out on Spotify or at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp. Follow us on Twitter. At Dump on the Ump, Facebook, and Instagram at Dump on the Ump. Please and thank you. So, okay, so Sam, I wanted to tell this quick story before we got started. So that music, uh, our walk-on music for the last couple of episodes is Mo's Allison, Your Mind is on Vacation. Now, uh... I believe it was 2003 that you and I and our friend Ethan made that drive up to New Hampshire for the Super Bowl. Right. To go to New, uh, Ethan's dad's house. Right. And I think it, it was either Patriots v. Eagles or Patriots v. Panthers. I forget. It was either 03 or 04. And we showed up, like, almost, well, not in the middle of the night, but late in the evening at Ethan's dad's house. And Ethan's dad had the spread open for us. Right. Shrimp, steak, I don't think there was lobster, grilled vegetables, chicken. Like, there was so much good food. Yeah, totally. That this this dude, the dad had just had for his college son and his college son's two idiot friends who just and we were shit faced when we got there. We were shit faced when we (laughs) and we got increasingly shit faced throughout the night. Right. Uh, But even dad played this album for us that evening. Patriots won that Super Bowl. I wish I could remember if it was against the Eagles or the Panthers. I want to say the it Panthers. Was, it was either 03 or 04. And because Ethan passed out super early, and you and I stayed up and actually watched the football game. Right. 
And but Ethan's dad played this record for us and then gave me the CD for this record that I I don't have anymore. I feel bad about that. But I, I possessed for the next 10 or 12 years. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Ethan's dad. If you have kids in college, take care of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, cook them more food than you think they need. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, so this is top of the clock. We're going to try to make this a Christmas episode. Wait, hold Sam- on. Was that the same yep. trip? Do you remember this? We were like in New Hampshire and we were with Ethan and we were driving behind this cop up this hill and the yeah. cop was going the speed limit. Yeah, and, we were in the van. And Ethan passed him. Like, it wasn't even a passing lane. Like, he just pulled out and passed the cop. And then the, the cop pulled him over, and I thought we were going to go to jail. Do you remember this? Yes. And then it turned out that he knew the cop's younger brother. But, like, if that hadn't have been the case, we would have been, we would have gone to jail, probably. Yep, yep. That was the same trip. That was, <laughs> we, were in, we were in the green van. I think it's I think it was a green van. Yeah, right? it was a green van. Uh-oh. Yeah, and driving at like 90 miles an hour from New York to New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was fucked up. That was really that was really fucked up. But Ethan knew everybody and we, it was like upstate New Hampshire. I don't know. Is there is that it's not upstate New Hampshire. I How think it's pretty it? central. Central New Hampshire. Central. Yeah. Yeah. South Central? Stop. South Central New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that was a little sidebar. That was, yeah. yeah. Don't pass cops who are driving the speed limit, though. Like, even if they're not driving the speed limit, don't pass cops. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to do. Anyway, Did moving on. Did you tell him to not do that? Yeah. Because <laughs> you were shotgun and I was backseat. Right. I remember that. And right? I, yeah. And he, and he was driving. Yeah. And he had road rage because he wanted to pass this cop so bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got to get Ethan on the podcast one of these days <laughs> yeah, to defend himself. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Top of the crock. I have not done a crock pot dish. The last crock pot dish I did was that Vietnamese beef stew. Really, really good. Uh, gets better with time, too, which I like about the cinnamon and the anise. Right. The last thing I cooked on my own was a variation of the chicken thigh dish that I know how to do, which is a very simple dish. Uh, chicken thighs with... Diced garlic, lemon, tarragon, chopped red potatoes in a dish. And then this time I added bacon. I wrapped them in bacon. Um, They were pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Um, And then I bought all the ingredients I need for chili uh, for this next week coming up. So I'm excited about that. Nice. 
Uh, we wanted to talk about Christmas dinner. Well, maybe not just Christmas dinners. Christmas food. And what goes into Christmas food. Because we had been talking off air about how it's slightly different than Thanksgiving. Way different. Way different. Well, yeah, way different. Yeah. But, like, Thanksgiving is like turkey, maybe ham. If you're a weirdo, you have ham. Yeah. But th- but Christmas is different. So, so Sam, what, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, it's in, like Thanksgiving, there's, like, a ton of rules. And people have, like, really strong opinions. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to Thanksgiving dinners where people have two different kinds of mashed potatoes because people are like, I need, this is Thanksgiving, I need to have my kind of mashed potatoes, which is like the most ridiculous shit that I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but have you ever had really gross mashed potatoes? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Anyway, people are really strict about it. And, like, everyone cooks a turkey. Like, big turkey has to be behind Thanksgiving somehow. Because, I mean, the thing about turkey is that it's, like, not that great, you know? Right. It's, like, not as... We've talked about this. It's not as good as chicken. It's not as good as chicken. (laughs) Right. And if it wasn't for Thanksgiving, turkeys would probably be extinct in this country. Or like or the, we domesticated turkeys. turkeys That's my counterpoint to that: is that we need Thanksgiving to call the overwhelming turkey population. Oh, otherwise we'd just be overrun by turkeys. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> the rise of the turkeys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good turkey yeah. sound. That's, <laughs> That's the last sound you ever hear. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, no, I'm more afraid of swans. Right. Yeah. Or or bringing it back to Christmas food, geese, geese. right? Because yeah. the geese. Christmas goose, that's the that's the traditional like Christmas of yore was the Christmas goose, right? Right. Right. Uh, Tiny Tim and right. the Christmas Christ- goose. and the Christmas goose, right? Like I've never cooked a goose before, have you? I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever... Well, no, I've never cooked a goose. I don't think I've ever ate goose. Uh, what you were talking about got me thinking about I fucking love Cornish game hens. Uh-huh. They're one of my favorite foods that I do not eat often enough. Do you think that you like them so much because like they're small chickens and you're like a small guy? So it's yeah. like... <laughs> they make you feel like maybe you're not so small because you're like, aha, look at this tiny fucking chicken leg. Well, yeah, and also you get a whole chicken right. to yourself. You get to eat the chicken. entire chicken yourself. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a big fan of Coinish Game, and I don't think I, I'm trying to think, I don't recall ever tasting goose. Have you ever have we ever talked about the famous French chef Ferdinand Point? No, let's do that right now because I'm excited. Uh, well, you just had uh, mentioned how you just really like Fernand Fernand Point. For uh, hold on, yeah, F E R N A N D Point P O I N T. Fernand Point. Okay, and he's kind of like the 
like considered to be kind of the godfather of like modern French cuisine. He was like okay. the kind of he like was in the early 1900s, died like mid like 1950 or something like that. But he's the famous for he's famous for a number of things. He's famous for having the best restaurant in France for like 20 years, this place called the Pier- La Pyramide. Um, and 18, I Googled it 1897 to 1955. Big fat guy with a good mustache. Right. So, and he was also, also Sam, famous. I'm sorry, I got to point this out. Uh-huh. When I was Googling him, my first result was Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. Okay, go on. Uh, he also, every day for lunch, he would eat three whole roast chickens and a magnum of champagne. Sure, why not? For lunch. Yeah. Um, and a magnum... No. He's of, a gangster. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's amazing. And a magnum of champagne is two bottles, like a double bottle. So anyway, he's like a great hero of mine as a chef and also as somebody who likes to drink a lot of champagne in the middle of the day and eat whole chickens. How big? Well, this dude died at age 58, so there's that. Yeah, he was not a healthy man. No. How big was he, though? Uh, I don't know. How, he was mm-hmm. big. Yeah. He was a fat man. Um, and he died early, presumably of diabetes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, look him up. Really, he ate a lot of chicken. And you would, you would like him, I think. Right, if you live 58 years on chicken and champagne, that's like living 150 years Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like a 500-year-old vegan, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to fit that living in. So get <laughs> get me back to Christmas dinners because my family, we're a West Coast family, we got some unusual traditions that we have on, on Christmas night. We don't have your usual Christmas goose dinner. Right. Well, I don't think that people really have goose for Christmas so much. Right. Um, yeah, I for me, in my family, we don't really have a set thing that we have every year for Christmas. Um, Christmas dinner is usually like the last of the, like if we're up in Vermont, it's always the last of the... Um, whatever's in my mom's root cellar kind of so a lot of like squash and and like root vegetables potatoes some cabbage sometimes Um, but it's never it's not like a fixed thing for a lot of years my mom would do a like different sort of uh like you know it was like Middle Eastern food one year, and then it was Greek food the next year, and oh, she'd like pick a different sort of region and do a a meal from there, and like the past five or so years on Christmas Eve, uh, 
we always do like a big Thai feast because my sister-in-law is from Thailand. And so we have like right. Thai right. food. Right. Um, and that's really good. Yeah. So. Uh, check out last week's episode. We talked about Thai and Vietnamese food and the differences in that. Sam describes the historical differences. And that's got me thinking because, I don't know, like the intersection of the culture, like like Christmas is like Christian Western holiday, right? Right. But we have like a multicultural, diverse society that we live in. So, you know, incorporating Thai food, we, you know, into a Christmas tradition that's fucking cool. Mostly, I mean, in addition to you have your uh, in-laws who are Thai. Um, where am I going with this? So, like, like that thing, like, <laughs> I've ordered sushi. Sorry, I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping out of a, a limb here. But, like, I've had sushi. I love sushi. Homemade sushi, we've done that for Christmas dinner. Yum. That's fucking awesome. Love it. But that's, like, kind of a cultural appropriation, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not I mean, I don't think that I don't think that liking sushi is cultural appropriation. I think that would be right. taking or it too far. Liking sushi on December twenty fifth is cultural appropriation. Right? No, I don't. I don't think yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I cultural what appropriation. At, what I'm trying to get at is the difference between what we started talking about with like quote unquote traditional. Christmas dinner, the Christmas goose that nobody fucking eats anymore. With like, no, we're going to have like Thai food or we're going to have sushi. And why that happened. That, that, I guess that's what I'm thinking about right now. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think that, well, Christmas, getting into the history of Christmas is like, there's a lot of different Christmas traditions and they're kind of coming out of like a Christian tradition from the one angle, but Christmas itself is kind of a cultural appropriation of the solstice festival of like pagan religions in Northern Europe. Right. So things like the Christmas tree, um, uh, mistletoe, St. Santa Claus, like the reindeer, um, all of that shit is not has nothing to do with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like this is right. Christianity absorbing the traditions of pagan, uh, like traditions of the solstice because it's around the same time. Um, to like assimilate those cultures into a Christian society, right? Like that's right. that's what Christmas is, because like <clears throat> if you go by like the reality of a historical timeline, Jesus Christ would have been born sometime in the middle of July, right? Wasn't that isn't that yeah. what they came down yeah. to? Yeah. And so all well, of this, like, yeah. I thought it was springtime, but I I think you like Christmas like. Well, it's December not fucking December. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but get this back to culinary. Like, so how do we incorporate different culinary traditions 
into something that we call Christmas? That's that's my question. Right. Well, I don't know. Where the fuck would the geese be in December in Europe? You know what I mean? Like, where does that come from? Yeah. Because if it's the Christmas Carol, that's England, right? So. Yeah. Dickens. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what do you like to cook for Christmas? I don't know. That's the, that's the other thing is like when my parents retired and started farming, it's kind of always just been like we eat turkey on Christmas usually because they raise turkeys. Um, but also they like we do often roasts of lamb or pork because they raise sheep and pigs, too. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of changed a lot since they started farming because everything is kind of just based on what they grow. Um, but I don't have like a strong like association with food and Christmas other than Christmas cookies. Okay. Right. And there's like a bunch of different Christmas cookies and none of them are chocolate chip for some reason. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Talk to me about Christmas cookies. I got, I got some opinions, but I want to hear what you have to say. Um, well, I, when we were kids, you know, you do the cut out sugar cookies and you do the decoration with the icing and the sprinkles and everything, right? Right. Right. And those cookies are never very good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in the past couple of years, uh, my girlfriend, Michelle, she makes really good Christmas cookies of like a really wide variety because Christmas is like much more of a traditional thing in her growing up. Um, okay. And her mom is a really good cook as well. And grandmother also. And they all make like a million. I went down there for Christmas last year and it was like, I shit you not, there were probably 25 to 30 different kinds of cookies going on in that house by the time Christmas rolled around. Huh. <clears throat> um, but anyway, Michelle makes these cookies that are really good that are, it's like shortbread that's then dipped in white chocolate in one corner and sprinkled with crushed up candy canes. And let me tell you about this, Joel, those fucking cookies are the shit. They're so good. Yeah. They're so yeah. good. And I don't so even really like, uh, white chocolate or shortbread and bread. these yeah. cookies are fucking amazing because you got that peppermint flavor right yeah it just all works together very well yeah. yeah the white chocolate is super overrated right well the thing so. is is it kind of just acts as a glue for the candy canes in this yep. scenario so you don't even really taste it that much yeah okay give me some more uh christmas cookies um well, there's the sugar cookies. Michelle makes these pecan balls, which are really good. They're like dusted in um, powdered sugar. Uh, what other kind of c Christmas cookies? There's a lot of nuts involved in Christmas cookies, I feel like. Um, cinnamon, like snickerdoodles, I feel like, yeah. or maybe Christmas cookies sometimes. What about you? You said you have opinions. Oh, yeah, because I'm not a cookie guy. Really, I'm really? not. I don't like... I have no sweet tooth, really, that I am aware of. Right. Other than, um, like, booze. Other than booze, which is just alcoholism. Which... Right, no, but it's also... It's like 
a lot of people who drink don't are like, oh yeah, I don't like Eli also is like, oh, I don't really like sweets. And it's like, you're get you like your intake of sugar is like really high because of, because you know, you have a drink or two every night. It's like, that's alcohol is like another form of sugar. Like your body metabolizes it in kind of the same way. And Uh that's like, you know, everybody is completely addicted to sugar and no one really knows it because it's like just kind of part of, especially like the American diet. Like if you eat sliced bread, there's like a shitload of sugar in that. And like, all of this food that you eat there it's like just loaded with sugar and you don't even really think about it but if you drink you know if you have like a beer or two every night or if you like binge drink on the weekends or whatever you're actually like taking in so much sugar and i know i've talked about this before on the podcast because i do sober september every year and about Mm -hmm. like two weeks into sober september i'm like hammering ice cream every night because it's just like my body is it's like all of a sudden my body's like wait a second where's all the fucking sugar at you know okay so is there the healthiest way to cope with that with eating sugar like sugar withdrawal like like how to get sugar into your body in like an acceptable manner well you know like things like honey and maple syrup are better for you And, you know, it's just like if you cook, like you cook a lot for yourself, so you probably are taking in less sugar than people who, say, eat out a lot, you know? Right, yeah. I I very, well, especially since the quarantine, but even before the quarantine, I I was not someone who ate out a lot. Right. But, like, you know, if you, like, eat fast food ever, all of that shit is so much sugar. How does that work? If I'm eating a Big Mac, where's my sugar coming from? Mostly the bread. But mm. also, like, Big Mac sauce, you know? Like, ketchup is, like, tomato paste and a shitload of sugar. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, big, I mean, McDonald's probably puts sugar in their beef. It's like, that's... <clears throat> like, fast food especially, like, puts so much sugar in their food because, like, you crave sugar and if like you're getting a sugar rush from your fast food and you don't realize it like you'll start craving that fast food you know what i mean right yeah yeah yeah. no i actually i i think i know that feeling sometimes yeah Uh, uh, so like i guess this is a bad question i'm sorry for asking it like what so are you saying that we need sugar and we need to have like healthy ways to access that sugar. Well, I think that like, Oh, like my nutrition knowledge is not, is like, it's been a long time since I've taken a nutrition class. So it's kind of a little bit spotty, but basically like carbohydrates, like alcohol, sugar, starches, they're all carbohydrates and your body kind of like metabolizes them. Like your body metabolizes carbohydrates and turns them into sugar, which is like energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and your body metabolizes them really fast. So the more like, that's why I like to drink a fifth of whiskey and then, go for a run right 
Right. No, but you might drink a fifth of whiskey and like stay up for 24 hours without like really oh. being that tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I do know. <laughs> and then, and then you'll crash, like you'll have a crash that, you know, is partially yeah. like alcohol, but also partially like a sugar crash, you know? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so like the more refined the carbohydrate is with like white sugar being the most refined carbo- form of carbohydrates, the faster your body metabolizes it. And so mm-hmm. like, you'll just like burn it really fast, which is why like, if you eat a lot of sugar, sometimes you'll like get a stomach ache and like kind of be a little sweaty. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, or get a headache or whatever. Anyway, what was the question? Oh, how to deal healthy with ways, your sugar yeah, addiction. How to deal with it. Healthy ways to get your sugar fixed. Right. Well, and then, you know, then that's when they talk about like complex carbohydrates that take longer for your body to metabolize and therefore give a kind of more sustained release of energy, basically. Like broccoli? No. Like, 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 like whole whole grains. Oh. Hmm. Um, so basically like a carbohydrate, like a sugar molecule is like this, you know, tiny little two things bound together. But if you get like a bunch of them bound together, then your body has to like break them apart before it can process them. And that takes, that makes it a more gradual time release sort of situation. Because white sugar is, it's already broken apart, so I can just, like, fix it to my vein. Right. And, like, yeah. your body, like, your biologically, um, like, you're biologically hardwired to, like, desire sugar because it's the easy, like, because when you're an animal and you're, like, not, there are no grocery stores to go to or drive-throughs and like food is something that you have to work for. Like you want the shit that's going to give it to you as quickly as possible, you know? And that's why like fruit is sweet is because trees have evolved to be like, I'm going to get these fucking animals to eat my seeds and then like shit them out in like a giant pile of fertilizer and the best right. way to do that is to, like, make myself delicious, you know? As quickly as possible. Here's, right. here's, here's sugar, eat it, it yeah, apples, peaches, right. pears. And then, again. like, vegetables are like, why the fuck are people eating me? I'm disgusted. Like, broccoli's like, hold on a second. Like, I'm not delicious. <laughs> yeah, what uh, is up with broccoli, <laughs> evolutionary speaking? What the hell? You're gross. You're ineffective. Right, you're like bitter and made it and you're almost wood. It's like people are like, hmm, throw some fucking cheese sauce on that. Sign me up, you know? Velveeta. Broccoli yeah. evolved with Velveeta. Right, exactly. <clears throat> okay, uh, cool. Okay, that was interesting. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's get back to Christmas, though. What do what do you what what do you Christmas dinner plans or meal plans? I'm going to, up to Vermont to see my fam, so I'm not sure exactly what's on the menu. Um, but we're gonna do 
Like, we're eating out in the barn, which has, like, constant air exchange, basically, so that it's a, you know, super ventilated area. Uh, and so Christmas dinner is going to be, all of the meals are going to be, like, pared back pretty significantly. Yeah. Are your nephews going to be there? Yeah, the nephews are going to be there. Um, it's just, it's kind of, yeah. It's tough because, like, my parents are kind of old, and the state of Vermont has extremely strict rules about gatherings and children going back to school. So, like, we're going to be able to, like, we're going up there, but then the kids have to quarantine for, like, a week and then get negative COVID tests so that we can be there. It's kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, that is frustrating. Uh, lamb chops are one of my favorite foods in the world. Really, Man, lamb chops. Lamb chops. How do you feel about pork chops? They're good. In I, relation not, to lamb chops. I love lamb chops. I like pork chops. I love lamb chops. But you don't love them. Yeah, no, pork chops are great. What about a veal chop? Uh, veal. I do not have the acquired taste for veal. I don't know why. It tastes weird to me. You don't like the taste of the flavor of suffering? Well, but I like lamb. Right, but no one's like... Lamb, I don't think, gets the same sort of treatment as the veal. Yeah. Yeah, veal is weird to me. Uh, Gooey is how I would describe it. Yeah, it all depends on the... Um, no, I'm not being like pork chops. Pork chops are good. I like pork chops, but like I know people who love pork chops. I don't love pork, but you know, yay pork chops, good. Lamb chops, man. Lamb chops with mustard sauce on them. That's I could eat that all day, every day. What about uh, beef chops? They're uh, a little tough. Right? Like, if I'm going to consume beef, chop would probably uh, not be my preferred mode of consumption. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, chuck. No, because it's on the bone, right? Isn't it going to be tough on the bone, though? No, it's the ribeye. Oh, yeah, I do like ribeye. The The ribeye is usually cut off the bone, or the bone is just cut really short. Yeah. Um, but I like lamb good... has the flavor and tenderness that, like, I will go the extra mile for. Right. Yeah. Also, I really hate baby sheep. Yeah. Stupid, adorable lambs. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I can see that. Like, if I wanted to create my own Christmas tradition, you know, like kind of mixing something semi-Western European traditional, like, wham, that's what I would go with. Right. That would be your jam. That would be my jam, my lamb jam. Ooh, mint mint, mint jam on white. Man, I'm hungry now. Yeah, you got to figure out a lamb crockpot dish. 
Uh, can you get lamb? Like, I've, I've done lots of, like, lamb chops in my frying pan and stuff like that. I haven't done it in a while. Can you get lamb stew or, like, lamb stew meat? I feel like lamb might actually be almost too tender. Or yeah, pot, I mean, pot. you could. Yeah. Like, what's the, like, B-grade, well, B, you know what I mean, the low-grade lamb meat? They do do lamb stew. Like lamb shanks? Lamb shank yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Lamb Ooh, shoulders, probably a good braising stew chunk. Yeah. Hmm. I'll look into that. That might be something to do over the break. All right. Uh, what? Give us, give us one more thing that would be delicious that you have cooked or that we should cook. And then let's get the hell out of here. Christmas. Um, yeah. Hmm. What is a good Christmas dish? It's hard. So right? my family always did homemade pizzas on Christmas Eve. Okay, that's fun. Where we would buy the pizza dough from a local pizza place, but it was uncooked. And then my mom would make pesto sauce, and we'd have marinara, tomato sauce, cheese. Like a pizza par pizza party, right? Like a pizza party, yeah, and everybody gets to make their own individual pizza. Right. Yeah, I love pizza party. Yeah. Um, I, this is, I mean, we probably shouldn't even bring this up right now, but are you familiar of the Feast of the Seven Fishes or Nine Fishes or whatever? No, let's bring this up right now. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's the traditional Italian new uh, Christmas Eve dinner. And okay. it's like you cook seven different seafood dishes. Ooh. Okay. Wow. But you have to have a big family, big Italian family. Yeah. Well, you know, Catholics. Catholics, yeah. No condoms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't believe in birth control. And they're also like super horny for some reason. Okay, so what have we got? We got oysters? Okay. It's an Italian American uh -huh. celebration of Christmas Eve. This is from Wikipedia, so you know that it is completely true. Completely true. Yep. Um, some traditional Feast of Seven Fishes dishes are bacala, which is salt cod, mm. baked cod, clams casino, Great, yeah, yeah. fish balls and tomato sauce, gross, fried calamari. Yes. Uh, fried smelts. Okay. Insalata de mer, which is seafood salad. Yeah. Some sort of linguine with clams. Yeah. That sounds good. Octopus is a big one. <laughs> Oct like grilled yeah. octopus or octopus salad or something. Right. Um, What's a smelt? What kind of fish is a smelt? Uh, they're like, like anchovies, like mini fish. Okay. Okay. Um, also, aka fries with eyes. Gotcha, salty. Y yeah, like I sometimes will. Uh, they're like. Hold on. Yeah, they're tiny little. They look like anchovies. They're tiny little fish. <laughs> yeah. So, like, 
I like when smelt is in season, I'll get like a shitload of smelts in and then like batter them and deep fry them and serve them. You eat them like French fries because you eat the whole thing, bones and everything. Okay. Yeah. Fries with eyes. With like aioli or what? Yeah, exactly. With like a like spicy aioli. Really good. I probably have a picture. Maybe I'll put it up on the. Put it on the on the gram. On the gram, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that always goes over pretty well. Okay, but I don't think we got seven fishes there. We got calamari, we got octopus, we got fries with eyes, we got linguini. Right. Uh, clams. Bacala. Clams casino. Yeah. Uh. What's the entree? There's got to be like a a trout to some kind of entree, right? I feel like you just eat a shitload of different things. But there's like baked stuffed clams or lobsters. Those are, those would be it. I really, one of these these days, want to do a Feast of the Seven Fishes, but with Thai food on Christmas Eve with Knit. Like, that's one of these years we're going to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, You got to get Knit and Joy on that one. Yeah, that's going to be out of control whenever that happens. What what in Thai, like, because I know Thai, like, shellfish, there's lots of shellfish. What a fish fish is involved in Thai. They eat a lot of tilapia. Uh, I love tilapia. Yeah, tilapia is good. A lot of people, like a lot of Thai houses will have little tilapia farms in the backyard. Like concrete pools. And that's just like, they'll keep chickens and they'll keep tilapia fish. Yeah, broccoli for some dumb reason. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, why the hell do we even have this? Nobody likes to eat broccoli. Right. Broccoli's good. I love broccoli. Ah, all right. Let's wrap it up. Anything else? Cocktails? Oh, man. Um, no, you don't um, like I, eggnog. I don't like eggnog. Yeah, we talked about that last right. week. I'm not an eggnog guy. I mean, I get it. I understand eggnog. I just don't like it. Yeah, you know, sledding is always a big thing at Christmas. At You know, growing up, we'd always get sleds every year. Sure. Also, I don't like sleds, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're basically the Grinch. I'm not a Christmas guy. Yeah. <laughs> but sleds, sleds, okay. Like, at least I can appreciate the childhood joy of sleds, but eggnog is just weird. Right. But I get it. It's creamy cinnamon alcohol. Right. Yeah, I generally don't do cream and alcohol. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. Um, I really like that conversation about sugar and for the future, I'm going to uh, throw this at you right now. I want to learn about salt. Okay. Because I don't have a sugar tooth except for my alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. But I fucking love salt. Okay. 
Give me some McDonald's french fries any fucking day of the week. Yeah. Love that shit. Like, I don't know. Where does that come from? So, yeah, you need... Salt is like... There's a couple things that you need to survive that are... Like, you don't produce organically. Like, most Uh everything you need, like, you... Basically, you eat fuel and then your body produces them. And then... Because, like, you know, it's weird... Like all life on Earth, except for in the very deep sea, basically is just running on sunlight. So like plants metabolize sunlight into energy and then animals eat plants and they metabolize that energy into. And then it's just like recycled sunlight. So like you eat other animals, you're just eating like animalized plant matter which is just plant matterized sunlight Uh Um, and then there are a couple things that are like rocks that you need to live and one of them them is salt (laughs) and salt is just a rock that you need to eat otherwise you'll die right yeah iodine also is another one Ooh, where do you get your iodine from? Mostly from salt. Like, <clears throat> at a certain point, they started putting iodine into salt because you actually get, like, you get iodine from the ocean. So if you eat seafood or use sea salt, then you're going to get plenty of iodine. But, it like, it happened where people who were, like, in, like, the middle of the country in the U.S., we're eating like rock salt, which is salt that comes from the ground and not from the sea. And there's no iodine in it. And so people started getting really sick. Um, And it was from iodine deficiency poisoning. And so then they started putting salt, like you go to the grocery store and you'll just see iodized salt. And that means that it's iodine, a salt with like iodine mixed into it. Cool. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Top of the clock. I love this. I want to get more into the science of this. Let us know if you have any questions. We got it. Oh, Sam, I got plans. Okay. So many plans. Cool. Yeah, because uh, I think the Bill Nye shit is fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but if one of your plans is to, like, get iodine deficiency poisoning, don't do it. It's really unpleasant. I live in the Midwest. Right. So I'll try. Be like following a proud tradition of your Midwest brethren. <laughs> iodine deficiency. <laughs> well, you know, we also got to butcher them hogs, I guess. Right. Soybeans, man. Oh, we got to talk about soybeans at some point. Okay. That's it, though. Let's wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, Top of the Crock. My name is Joel. His name is Sam. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Thanks so much for listening to us. Um, are we going to do an a episode next week? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll it, it might be a little yeah. later in the week. 
Yeah. So maybe, maybe if we don't shoot see for you Wednesday, before Thursday. 2021, Happy New Year. We'll probably do another episode before 20 before New Year's. Yeah. We'll when is oh Thursday is New Year's? Uh, no, we got more than a week. More than a week. It's no, it's yeah, a week from Thursday. Yeah, a week from Thursday. So we might do another episode before New Year's. Maybe not. We don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll shoot for Wednesday next week. Yeah, cool. All right. For Sam, my name is Joel. This has been Doug on the um, top of the clock to you. Top of the clock. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. You pulling the figures? And